Glory be to God. Hallelujah. God is faithful to his word. And when you're faithful to his word, supernatural results take place. Supernatural provision. Supernatural uh, recovery. uh, Favor. Even when you mess up. The mercy of God and the love of God. Shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. You know, we, we believe God, our, our, we believe in the power of confession. The fire, the favor, the friendships, and the finances. We, we believe God for that. So we can love people and give God glory. Be about our Heavenly Father's business. That's the prov- mighty provision that's in Christ Jesus in this age. In this dispensation of grace. Stirring our gifts. And doing our part in the body of Christ. And it's a beautiful thing to see. It's an honor to be part of, uh, of the Great Commission. And to be part of the body of Christ. To, to sow to others. And then it gives God legal right to unction someone else to sow to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Men give unto your men do it. God unctions men to do it. You can never sow to convince God to love you. You can never sow to get healed. Jesus sowed himself for that provision uh, and that love and forgiveness. Uh, you, you can't sow to... to uh, to convince God to love you because he already does. He so loved you, he gave Jesus. However, we can sow mercy and forgiveness to others who've made mistakes and blunders and it can, it legally empowers God to give you favor when you mess up. And we all mess up. We all make mistakes. We all get off. We've all gotten weird. We've all had certain thought processes that were like, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Just think about the th- things that you thought were right and true and how things were going to happen or supposed to happen. And they didn't. <laughs> and now you go, oh, okay, well, but my faith was, uh, uh, wasn't built on the promises of God. You know, biblical faith produces the fruit. That the word gives um, the, the, the results of the word. I'm trying, what I'm trying to say. Fruit is results. You sow an apple tree, apple seed, and it grows and you protect it, you nurture it. Eventually, it's going to start producing apples. And the longer you tend to it, it it grows and the more fruit it bears. Well, it's the same thing in the spirit realm. Well, how do we tend to a seed we've sown, whether it's our time, talent, and treasure? Because every seed, unless you 
write your own contract uh, will there's a default you sow money you reap money you sow kindness you reap kindness you sow friendship you reap friendship you sow uh, a car you reap cars you sow a house you reap houses these are my giving goals I have given cars, old cars, but I want to give a spanking new car. I want to have somebody in my spirit where I can give. Because I know the power, the law of sowing and reaping. And I have a very, uh, not a selfish righteous, selfish ambition, but I have a, a godly ambition to have, I have giving goals, benchmarks. Graduating from $5 giving. I'm talking about after the tithe. Tithe belongs to the Lord. You're not sowing anything there. There's spiritual principles activated there, and it's wonderful. I don't want to go down that path and forget to come back. (laughs) Maybe some other time we'll talk about, actually I have a message called Move the Decimal Over. We'll talk about it later. Sowing has also spiritual bylaws attached to it. And whether you purpose in your heart. A lot of people are are living in mediocrity because they chose it. They didn't realize they chose it. They chose to not be uh, smart with their finances. They chose not to save and sow, invest spiritually first and foremost, uh, as well as practically. They chose it. Well, I choose to be a giver. I choose to sow beyond the $5, beyond the $10, beyond the $100 bills, $1,000, millions. In fact, my, my, my confession almost every day is... Billions and billions are on their way. Billions and billions are here to stay. Billions and billions go through me for the sake of God's glory. Sometimes I do a variation on that. Uh, uh, Go through us for the glory of Jesus. When you have giving goals... First and foremost, for kingdom purposes, you, uh, you, you put yourself into God's econ- economy. You put yourself into, um, uh, when you serve with your time, talent, and money, you, um, you serve God's plans, purposes, and pursuits. You make his uh, salvation your joy. Restore to me the joy of thy salvation. What is that? Well, when, when, when David said that, it was, it was Israel. Because God chose to use Israel because of Abraham's sacrifice to birth the Messiah. 
Well, in our dispensation, what is the joy of, of thy salvation? Souls. Seeking and saving the lost. Loving each other, first and foremost, because there's a fellowship love there. And then there is the, the, the doing good to all, especially the household of faith. Doing good to the lost to the sinner and courting them into the kingdom that there's there's the joy of thy salvation for us in Christ Jesus the joy of of shalom in the hebrew and sotso in the greek the joy of being healed, healthy, and whole, and complete, lacking nothing, missing nothing, nothing broken, nothing less than. Now, yeah, we got to contend with our mortal bodies, but our spirit, our inner man's being renewed day by day. You, know, you almost feel like you're you're never getting older because you're renewed day by day but you're an eternal being so you never really age in your spirit that's why we live forever we are spirit beings born again spirit beings and we're new where we are renewed day by day and uh of course we renew our mind to that revelation day by day that is my personal goal you know, some people get up, oh, I got to go run five miles every day. That's good. Put some, um, put some word on, let the word pump into you. Renew who and what and where you are in Christ Jesus. You start, it starts changing your thought patterns to be a lover and a giver. You, you, you get, you start getting giving goals. Every year, it's, it's always for more, it's always for better, and it's always for growth. Especially your character and your soul, your emotional intelligence, and, and wrapped in Christ-likeness, where no one can offend you. You're not, you're not going to wake up and just be crabby and lose it. Maybe you, you got a little bit of a low blood sugar <laughs> or something's imbalanced usually it's your thought life really asking the Lord what to do before you do it instead of asking the Lord what to do to give me to bail me out of this self-inflicted crisis and being a giver being a mercy giver always tithing first and foremost to the Lord to his uh, to his house to his ministries but also real real important key here if you want to advance in life you got to advance your giving and you want good soil you don't want to just give willy-nilly. You just want, I'm a giver, I'm a giver. Well, don't waste your seed. 
You know, I'm willing to wear the, uh, the, the discount clothes for a few years so I can free up some money to sew. Sewers, um, sewers get, uh, uh, the, the, the cream of the harvest when those crops come in. It's a, um, you sow your first fruits, you get the first fruits of the harvest. Sometimes there's whopper chunk harvest and waves of finances that go through churches. Someone got a whopper chunk harvest and they just sowed it to others. They received what they were believing God for. And then the, the, the land yap, which is a occasion word, I believe. You might hear that somewhere like in New Orleans or occasion person. You get extra so you can continue to sow all the more. When I when we had an apple tree growing up, and every apple had multiple seeds within it. So I could enjoy the apple and set that seed aside. And you could plant another apple tree with that seed. One seed can produce millions of apples. It's the same thing in the spirit realm. Things produced after its own kind. And there it is. You give money, you're going to reap it. You give favor, you're going to reap it. You give um, things. I believe uh, comes to mind right now, uh, Brother Keith Moore talking about... um, uh, God is working on people to give us money. God is working on people to give us things. God is working on people to give us favor. God is working on people for me. Hallelujah. <laughs> and just keep going round after round. But you're feeding, you're, you're renewing your mind to what's going on in your spirit. What's been deposited in your spirit. And he's working on people. And your words are activating that work. You're not doing the work. God's doing the work. Sending his angels. Sending people to uh, uh, to be inspired. There's something. Somebody's writing a check. Somebody's looking at a car. And and unctioning that you. Uh, for you to. For them to sow it to you. They're putting you in their heart. How does that happen? Well, God loves you. There's a covenant oper- um, modus operandi. There's a, there are bylaws in the new covenant. And they're available to every believer. They're available to everybody, but only the believers can, can benefit from it. And only the believers who apply their faith properly to activate those bylaws of God working on people to give you money and favor and things. God working on people to sow to you the way you were obedient to sow to someone else on your level. And after many days, there's a spiritual uh, incubation time. 
There is a, uh, a development of interest rates before the God Almighty, who is a perfect accountant who will not forget every penny you've given in faith. In this life as well the next. And anything you've sacrificed for the for kingdom purposes will go to your on your account. You'll get it back in this life as well as the next. And there are times there's gonna come a time in the next couple of decades where all we're doing is sowing for eternal fruit. Because one, we're blessed, but also we understand time is short. We don't have time for um uh we don't, we don't have time for a waste of time. In the next couple of decades, you'll see me, uh, people go, hey, let's go hang out. I'm like, no, I got, I got to fly to the next uh, location and the Lord's got me on a mission. I mean, you want to, yeah, you want to ride? We'll, we'll hang out there. Or basically, sorry, I got to pray in tongues the entire time when I'm flying. I got to get in the word. You know, Smith Wigglesworth said that they asked him, what do you do? Do you have a hobby? Do you golf? He's like, he said, because of the nature of his ministry, he's like, he doesn't have any time to do anything but delve into the word and read the word and pray. That is it. What an awesome lifestyle. I mean, to me, that is a Holy Ghost romantic lifestyle of just word, worship, and then the work of the Lord. To me, that's my personal happiness. Because they're, they're, you know, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll believe God for our house, we'll be there for this. And, and, you know, because I did grow up in a very entrepreneurial family and real estate investment and, and doing all the uh, uh, rehab and, and, the Burr method, you know, buy, refi, rehab, refi, repeat. Um, and then the Lord's dealing with us saying, no, I'm going to give you house, lands, houses, and vehicles and that you didn't build. You didn't develop. You might want to put some of your own lipstick and rouge on it, but push come to shove. You don't have time for that. I'll bring you to the right place at the right time and the money will be there because you're busying yourself with my will and setting your affections upon me and doing what, what I want to be done in the earth in this last couple of decades before the rapture. And yeah, it's soon. It's actually imminent. There are some groups of people that haven't, had the, haven't heard the gospel as of yet. But the end is really short. And no, I'm not saying I know when the day or the hour is. Anybody who says that's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs or trying to sell you a book or at least have power over you. No one knows the day or the hour, but you will, you do see it. You read the word, you do see it. Tis the season. You can tell when it's Christmas time, can't you? Well, you can tell. Things are accelerating. There's going to be one big, great harvest of souls. 
And then unfortunately, there's going to be one big, great apostasy. And then the end. Then the rapture. And then the Antichrist will be revealed globally. He's alive right now. I don't know how old he is. I don't know any about the details. I'm not claiming any of that nonsense. Anybody does, just turn them off. But he's alive right now. And what's holding him back? God's holding him back for the church's sake. We're holding him back. And he's going to develop power in the Muslim world. And he'll be he'll declare himself because the Muslims have a have a Christ. Uh, the name of it is escaping me in the uh, the terminology of it. I'll look it up. But he's developing, and we're holding him back. The body of Christ is holding him back. The power of the Holy Spirit's holding him back. He won't be able to take over the world until we leave. And once we're taken out. He'll have a global sway over the world. And it'll be very, very difficult to lead people to the Lord during that time. People within themselves will be able to repent. And if they do repent and confess Jesus, because they realize they don't want to spend eternity in hell, they're not going to deny Christ, they'll have to, to buy, sell, and trade. The world is being prepped to devalue money uh, property and to be more socialistic and for you to operate in that, that socialistic system you have to deny Christ and you don't want to miss the rapture because if you don't deny Christ you have to be martyred that's just the way it is